0: in this country is broken. We work ourselves to death and miss out on so many of life's experiences along the way. There's got to be a better way. David Adams is a certified financial planner and CPA and founder of David Adams Wealth Group, an independent firm that offers securities through Raymond James Financial Services and is here to help you learn how to retire while you work and develop a different way of thinking when it comes to managing your money.
1: Hello, hello. Welcome. I'm your host, David Adams, and this is Retire While You Work, on News Radio 1510 WLAC, and you can hear us every Sunday from 5 to 6 p.m. So thanks for tuning in. You can also go to retirewhileyouwork.com and submit your question. We'd love to answer it or give us a call at 615-435-3644. So exciting day. We've got a couple of uh, very special guests here in the studio. As always, we have Siobhan Farler, who is a partner and the COO at our firm. Hello, Siobhan.
2: Hey David, it's great to be back.
1: Glad to have you here as always. And Siobhan's going to be reading some of your questions throughout the week and our next segment. And then also I'm proud to announce that we have uh my father Wayne Adams here.
3: Great to be here.
1: Dad, it is great to have you here. Um if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that um, a big part of the motivation behind the show was my father. He's always been a hero to me, he's an amazing man, and he's gonna talk in the last segment about what it's like to have worked in the same industry for 40 years and then life after retirement and making that transition, some of the obstacles and the su- successes that he's experienced, again, a big part of what we do here in Retire Retire While You Work. Now, today, before we do all that, I want to go ahead and give you a quick 2017 uh, market update, kind of a quarter one market update, and then again move on to the main part of the show and to also talk about some of the important lessons that my dad taught me in life, growing up. Dad, I was an easy child growing up, wasn't I?
3: Uh, wrong.
1: <laughs> cute, cute. I like it. I like it. I'll do the jokes today, Dad. You just okay, got sit there it. and it. As you told me, you have. Uh, you told me I had the perfect face for radio. I'll
3: give you absolutely. You still do.
1: <laughs> Thanks. All right, back to the market update. All right, what a. I, I think it goes without saying. It's been a crazy few months. Um, especially since I did my last market update a few months ago. Now, I don't even know where to start, and I want to make this pretty short and sweet as best as I can. The bottom line here is, you know, whether you love or hate Trump, that really doesn't matter. That's out of the equation here. Remove the emotion, which I know is very impossible. I try to get all of my clients to remove the emotions. Siobhan, are we successful at that sometimes?
2: Not nearly (laughs) as successful as we'd like to be. Not
1: an easy thing, but Trump is a wild card. I don't think that comes as a surprise to anyone. And the market knows this. And, you know, it could be volatile as heck, just depending on the week, each week. Um, Now, I did a presentation just recently, and I called it One Tweet Away.
2: That was great. I I like the name. I thought it was
1: pretty creative. Thank you. Um, And that's exactly what we are. I feel like we wake up each morning and we're waiting on a, a tweet from Trump to dictate the optimism or the fear that's going to come about the next week. And that's how the market is going to move. So that's an unusual place to be and where a lot of the focus is. Now, you know, is a focus, is it going to be on Russia? Is it the wiretapping allegations, the travel ban? Or is it going to be on productive things like health care and tax reform, which is what Trump built his platform on? So it's going to be interesting to see the distractions uh, the Trump campaign has. Now, January was a very tough month in the markets coming after a couple of good, a few good months. And then You know, February was much improved and a lot friendlier, and now the springtime again is a total wild card. So I told you last time to expect an early pop in the markets with what they called the Trump bump and a lot of the optimism that was swirling around for business owners surrounding the potential tax relief and less regulation. And now it's really all about if Trump can get this stuff done Or if it's all political games or if all of these political games will trump his – pun intended (laughs) – will trump (laughs) his progress on getting these bills passed. Now, my gut for what it's worth, which probably isn't a lot, but I'll say it anyway, is that he's going to get some of the stuff done, but not near as much as he says or that he said during his campaign – Primarily because of all the all of the distractions and the alleged scandals that I mentioned a minute ago. Now and the
2: tax stuff that came out this past week. With right. The-
1: his taxes and they, you know, found somebody found his tax return and ma- mailed it to the reporter. I mean, Right. There's always something and anything to distract what, you know, the health care and the tax reform. So Absolutely. the market is waiting on that. It expects it. Uh, he, he, he delivered a pretty strong address to Congress. I think uh, the majority of both parties agreed on that. Um, but, you know, the scripted Trump and the tweeting Trump are two totally different people at times.
2: Who are you going to get?
1: Who are you going to get? It depends on the day. And all that being said, let me say this. Planning more than ever is very important. It's the only way to stomach what may come. And a client asked me the other day, so, you know, what's what's the weather like? Is it sunny, optimistic in the market? And I said, you know, it's partly sunny with the chance of a monsoon, oh. not to be dramatic, but you, you just never know. You just never know. So um, I think cash on the sidelines is always key. Having that six-month emergency fund that we always talk about. Um, you can also use that as some dry powder if there is a big market dip. Um, and that's something to keep in mind. Your portfolio needs to be managed with balance. And consider doing things like overweighting U.S. stocks over international. Maybe consider a little more dividend-paying stocks as a small replacement for your bonds since rates are very low. But don't totally ignore your bonds and fixed income in case we have a big market sell-off, which is very possible, maybe not probable, but there will be some sort of pullback more than likely. Balance is key here, as in all parts of life, which is something we really hit on every week in the show and this is our quarter one. This is the quarter one market update we've been giving to our clients recently. So as always, there are far more important things than worrying about money. So let us help. And if you just tuned in, you're listening to Retire While You Work. And we just talked about the market and what we expect over the coming months. Now, since I have my dad here in the studio today, I want to talk about a few things that he told me growing up. And I'm so fortunate to have him here today. It's very special um, to kind of you know be in this situation. You you clearly... you raised me from birth dad thank you for doing that you're welcome <laughs> and you know to just kind of here we are today i think it's it's just very special you're retired and i'm now in the middle of my career and it's just an interesting dynamic and so thank you for being here you've been a great dad just want to say that always there for us growing up and that's something a lot of people can't say so i never i never uh, lose that in the in the scheme of things now something you told me growing up dad was I remember you asking me how do you spell love, and I was well, L-O-V-E. Of course, that's said, how you no, spell it. No, you you spell it time. It's like well, clearly my dad's a bad speller, but <laughs> I know what you mean now. You said the way you spell love is time, and actually we're gonna we're gonna go here to uh, to a break, but I wanna kind of elaborate on that because I think that's something very important that we all could learn from, and I know I did. You're listening to Retire While You Work. I'm your host David Adams on News Radio 1510 WLAC, and when we come back. We're going to talk about a very important lesson my father taught me about love and time and then answer some of your questions. Stick with us. Back in a few. Hello and welcome back to Retire While You Work. I'm your host, David Adamson. Before the break... We were talking with my father and I was explaining something that he taught me growing up, which was a very important lesson that stuck with me through all these years. And it was the way that you spell love is time. Um, Now, I'll tell you, Dad, I know you part of the reason you told me that was you said you need to call your parents more. And I never called enough. And I'm sorry for that.
3: (laughs) You're forgiven, kind of, sort of.
2: Is he getting better about calling?
3: He is better this year. (laughs)
2: <laughs> this year it was one of my
1: resolutions. I know, and, and
3: you're doing pretty good. good.
1: Well, no, that's important. I'm very blessed to have two parents that want to hear from me, so that well, something that's always very special. But you know, I was randomly thinking one day, kind of on this topic, and being the math nerd that I am, I did some quick math, and I was thinking, okay, so here I am. I'm 38, and so the next 30 years represent the biggest chunk, likely remaining in my life. That sounds a little more, but but you know what I mean. I hope I live a lot longer. No offense, dad. So that's about your age, but you have about 30 years on me, but here's what I'm, here's what I mean. You know what I mean, but it's a core piece of the you know, a big chunk of my life That's 30 years. And so I was thinking, okay, how many days is that? And quick math told me it was only around 10,000 days. Now this absolutely floored me. Maybe it does you, maybe not because that doesn't seem like a lot. I was thinking, God, it's probably a million days.
2: Absolutely, right? that's hardly anything.
1: So think about that. Think about ten thousand dollars just to kind of compare. It's a lot of money, but pretend that every single single day, a dollar was pulled away from that stack. And to me, you know that every you know it, it just told me that every day is so dang precious, and I never want to take days for granted. I know it's easier said than done, but I have this written in my office now, on my whiteboard. You've seen it, Siobhan. It says I have. ten thousand days, and that's just a reminder to me that. Every day is important. So many times we just try to push through the day and make it to the next day, but 10,000 days, it's not a lot. Now, um, so again, maybe this means something to you. If nothing else, go take a walk and look around at how blessed you are, how blessed we all are just to be living in this country with running water and food. It's the small things, very easy to forget that. And I was fortunate enough a couple years ago to go in the Raymond James, what they call the Chairman's Council trip. It was an award trip to India. And I met this guy. He was our tour guide who was, who was Hindu. And we became really good friends over the two weeks. And I asked him what he thought about us Americans. And it was pretty eye-opening. He was very candid with me because we had developed this relationship. And he said, David, you Americans, you get a flat tire in your BMW and it wrecks your day. And we're just happy to see our family healthy and alive. If we get a few bites of food that day and we all end up sleeping together on the same floor at night, that's a great day. And you Americans, you're all consumed by your material things and your huge elaborate meals in your big houses, et cetera. That's wow, right?
2: Puts it in perspective. Is
1: he right, though? I mean, it's something to think about. It's something definitely to think about. And he also mentioned um, how we're addicted to technology. I think he's definitely right there. And I'm actually going to do an entire show on this soon because there's so much to talk about here. And as I'm sitting here today in my shoulder sling after shoulder surgery, one thing I can tell you is it's caused me, I was talking to my parents about this, it's caused me to slow down, which is actually good. I'm a very fast-paced Talker, doer, always trying to multitask. I had no idea. I know you didn't. Show I didn't up, either. Did you? Dad, you stay out of this. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but no, I mean, you know, slowing down's been good. I've been more aware. Yes, very frustrated. How long it you know it took me an hour to just shower and get dressed this morning. But I'm very focused and noticing things that I normally didn't. Even going to Whole Foods the other day and walking around, I just wasn't in a hurry, looking at my phone because I couldn't. I had, right. my, my one hand was holding the basket, so. Um, You know, I even took a three-day wellness retreat and shut down a little bit, and I'd love to share this with you as well very soon. All of this is so important, in my opinion, to having that retire-while-you-work mindset. It's not about working your whole life and quitting one day and having tons of money saved up. It's about the journey, not the destination. And you can do all of these things and be grateful and also very mindful along the way, not just wait till you're 65. Now, um, and, and... We're going to talk to my father in the last segment about this very topic. Again, that's how we, um, or how I really got the passion behind doing the show is his story. And I'm going to ask him to share a little bit about that. You'll want to stay tuned for that. So yes, money is very important, you know, and to be a good steward with your money, it can definitely can provide, or certainly can provide comfort. And it's important part of your life, just like health, your spiritual life and relationships, but it's not the end all be all. Like oftentimes people get, you know, kind of caught in that, uh, That trap. Now, my goal in this show is twofold to help you think outside of just money and financial planning and achieve that true balance in the retire while you work mindset so you can enjoy life more. And then number two is to provide you with real answers to money questions because yes, it's still very important. And this was part of the gift that I was blessed with was to be able to understand things like the tax code and numbers and investing, but by itself, to me, it bores me to death. Only in the context of life and planning and helping people through those tough transitions makes this job more meaningful and helping people make those mindful decisions. That's what lights me up. That's what keeps me coming in every day and brings my passion full circle. And I know Siobhan can probably say the same thing about her. We talk about this all the time.
2: We talk about it every day. I feel exactly the same way. it's not just about the numbers. It's about the people behind them and the lives that they live.
1: I mean, the meetings we have, Siobhan, you know, we always say personal finance is 80 percent personal, 20 percent finance. I mean, we probably spend, what, you know, of an hour meeting, 10 minutes talking about the market and the portfolio? Uh,
2: Probably, Yeah. yeah, if not a little less. It's more about their lives and what they want their lives to look like. And and what we can do to make certain that they're reaching those goals.
1: And son's graduating college, just lost a loved one, you know, selling a business, getting a divorce, and there's emotion there and that's usually coaching them through that and how it does tie back into money, but it's usually not the money and-
2: And everybody's going through some type of transition. So that's kind of our goal is to help people through whatever transition they're going through, like someone going to college or a divorce or a marriage or having children. That sounds
1: or, like our uh, team's uh, mission statement.
2: A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> restoring,
1: restoring vital balance and financial strength during life's many transitions.
2: Well, but we believe it. It's not just a tagline. It's really our motto and how we approach the entire holistic wealth management. It is who we are.
1: Absolutely. Well, you've been tuning in to Retire While You Work. If And if you're just tuning in, we've been talking about time and money or, I'm sorry, time equals love, not money. Correct. Time <laughs> what a <design. laughs>
3: slip. Well, a opposite. What did I teach you?
1: I, know, I already <laughs> forgot what you taught me, Dad. It wouldn't be the first time. Um, but thank you for listening. We're going to go ahead and take some of your questions. So throughout the week, we get questions from our listeners. We also have clients that have some really good questions and actual client meetings. And sometimes they ask us if we would share it on the show for their family or for other listeners. And Siobhan's has some of those questions today. Remember that you can... Submit your question, and please do, to retirewhileyouwork.com. There's a Contact Us button, and you can send that to us. You can also call us at 615-435-3644, or you can email me directly, david.w.adams at raymondjames.com. We'd love to hear from you. Siobhan, do we have any questions this We week? do.
2: This question we actually get very frequently, I'd say at least once a month or so, is either uh, through email or current clients saying, I got invited to a dinner. And the speaker I mentioned a guaranteed return of 7% oh, boy. with no risk. Of course. I can get All I have to do is give them my money and they are going to give me a 7% return. It sounds absolutely perfect. Can you provide that guaranteed return of 7% for your clients as well?
1: Oh, this this frustrates me, you know it <laughs> does. Well, First of all, no free lunch on Wall Street. I just had a lunch over across the street from our office, and I said that today. There's no free lunch. somebody was talking about a product, it guarantees me this. I was like, there's no free lunch. If there was, we'd flip our whole entire practice, and I'd be sitting on the beach somewhere and tell my clients, there's your return. But, you know, so beware of things like this. I can't speak, obviously, to this uh, particular advisor who was given the dinner, but a lot of these dinners, you know, there's tons of them, and the way it works, and I'm not talking down to them, but I've just seen... I've seen enough of these. This isn't my first rodeo. They send these invitations out. They buy you a hundred dollar steak dinner. So they go to the new up and coming or, you know, exciting steak steak restaurant in town. Free dinner. They send it to about five thousand people. They buy a mailing list.
2: Five thousand people. Wow. Yeah.
1: And, and about thirty show. No, there's numbers behind this. And I know people that do it and it's fine as long as the content of what you're delivering is very client focused and it's not me focused. But or product. But they uh, they they send you know they have thirty people show up, they you know three of them end up setting a meeting and maybe two buy a product where they get a commission that pays for the dinner and then some. So not that it's bad, but in my opinion, it's not financial planning for everyone to be in that one size fits all. There's no product that's good for everybody. Anyone that guarantees returns, run the other way. If you know Again, if I could get everyone 7% risk-free, I would click a button, be done, and I'd probably be the world's greatest financial planner. So <laughs> like we always talk about, there are trade-offs. It's time for a break. That was a great question. We're going to take several more questions after the break, so stick with us, and you can submit your questions to retirewhileyouwork.com or call us at 615-435-3644. I'm David Adams. This is Retire While You Work, and we'll be back in just a few. Hello and welcome back. I'm your host, David Adams. This is Retire While You Work on News Radio 1510 WLAC. And before the break, we were taking some of our listeners' questions. We had a great question, and now we're going to take several more. And you'll want to stick with us because in the next segment, I'm going to have my father on the show. I've been waiting to do this, he's in town from Memphis. And we're going to talk to him about uh, his experience with retiring and his version of Retire While You Work. So you'll want to stick with us for that. And Siobhan, with that being said, do we have any more questions? And oh, yeah, if you have a question, please submit it to retirewhileyouwork.com. We'd love to hear your question, and we'll do our best to answer it next week. And all of these questions either come from you or from actual client meetings. Siobhan.
2: So this one's actually from one of our listeners, and it co- correlates with what you were talking about earlier in regards to Trump and the market. Okay. The question is, I am so nervous about the market. It's, the market is really high right now. And with Trump being the way Trump is, I'm 65, and I told my financial advisor to move me to more of a 40 to 60 allocation. But he said that I should really say it's 65-35. Am I wrong, or is my F.A. wrong?
1: Yeah, don't even do it. Don't even say, don't even say wrong. <laughs> here it goes.
3: Okay, I won't say wrong.
1: <laughs> and, and, and teed him up. Okay, no, bad Trump joke. Now, all right, so it's not about right or wrong here, but I disagree, I, personally, again, I disagree with the forty sixty move move um, because I typically think it's, it's, it's being prompted by fear, and that's okay. We did a show a couple weeks ago about fear. And emotions. And fear and emotions in the market and how that can dictate investment decisions now one thing i've been saying in some of my uh market videos and seminars with clients and individual meetings is 65 35 is the new 50 50 kind of like orange is the new black but what i but what i mean by that is you likely need more stocks than bonds with rates so low uh to keep up with spending i know the fed raised rates today but still rates are low so 65 35 is really the direction if somebody's typically that 50 50 investor um we're trying to bump them up to sixty-five, thirty-five, and then this particular listener is wanting to go more to forty-sixty out of fear. Um, so that decision needs to be made because something's changed in their goals, the risk tolerance, risk tolerance, and the goals have changed, not because of a temporary setback. Now. Again, of course it depends. It's it's your it's your risk tolerance not only, but what what is your age, the dollar amounts, and
2: what are you going to be using the money for?
1: What are you going to be using it for? But a big, you know, a big 20% jump like this out of fear and not out of some meaningful planning change or decision is unwarranted and if your planner has set up your buckets, now remember, hopefully if you've been listening for a while, you remember our three buckets. We love our buckets, buckets 1, 2, and 3. I'm going to talk about them nearly every show. Real quick, bucket one is your emergency fund. That's cash. That's just your, you know, money that's there in case you need to put a roof on the house. Six months of expenses in case you were to get laid off between jobs, et cetera.
2: That's just to protect you from Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law. Life Life happens. happens. Yep, Mm -hmm.
1: absolutely. It always happens. And when it rains, it pours. Jump over to bucket three. That's your retirement accounts. That's long-term money. Uh, You're not going to touch it till retirement, till you're 59 and a half, and then bucket two is that kind of middle bucket, which is where you you want money here that's liquid, that if um, your cash account's good, you want this money, hopefully having a chance to earn more than just sitting at the bank. But if you get low on cash, you can switch some money from this account over. So by doing this and having these buckets, your bucket three can be more growth oriented. And if we have a 2008 or a big market pullback, you shouldn't be worrying about shifting money around because you know you've got some cash and hopefully you're not ever having to sell something out of fear. So do not let fear or the fear of the unknown dictate your investment decisions. I see it all the time. And, Dad, I'm not even going to pick on you, but does this does this sound like someone you know? Didn't we have the same conversation? You wanted to go all bonds. I'm not, I'm not trying to pick on you, but I am.
3: Yeah, I did at one time. I'm more happy with the 40%, percent 40 60 but I was ready to go bonds out of fear. but you should be sixty
1: five thirty five But we'll do that offline. We've had we'll that. do that offline. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know that's that this is a very real question we get in our office. had this conversation with my dad um, multiple times of that same thing. do we go all out of the market? Do we go fifty, fifty, forty, you know, forty, sixty, et cetera. So, Hopefully that answers the question, Siobhan. Do we have another question? We do.
2: I actually think we should do a whole other show just about the buckets. I think we could really talk about that. For... Yeah, absolutely. Um, but we do have another question. This was actually a client that came in last week, and this is actually a question we get all the time, which is greatly aligned with actually the, the point of the show, of retire while you work, and the philosophy. Okay. The question is, so I'm really hating my job. I dread going into work every day. I found out I can get a healthcare subsidy till I'm, I reach Medicare age 65. I'm 43 now, but I want to do something different. Should I quit my current job? Should I make a major change? I, I just really can't stand my job, but it's I'm 43.
1: Right. Okay. Yep. Definitely a question we get quite a bit. And it's, you know, it's one of the biggest issues with retiring early is losing health insurance. And I've talked about health insurance quite a bit. I mean, it's such a just such a mess
2: on talking about health care insurance. We have. And
1: I guess this will continue doing that this year as we're kind of in between, you know, health uh, health reform and what that's going to look like. Um, But again, one of the biggest issues with retiring early is losing health insurance um, or having to go and pay those scary high premiums, whether it's on Obama, Trump care, whatever it is. And, you know, Dad, I know that. This is something that scared you when you retired at sixty-three. This was a big factor, wasn't it?
3: This was a huge deal, and it rightly so because I went on the Affordable Care Act and got a subsidy, and it still dealing with the government, the bureaucracies, it was awful.
1: And didn't we have? did, Did you ended up having to do Cobra kind of in between? I had
3: to do Cobra. And then I switched at the end for six months over to the Affordable Care just Act. Just to
1: make it to Medicare.
3: Just to make it to Medicare. Wow. Which I finally got to limping across the finish line.
1: And you, I remember you saying, I mean, it was almost a full-time job, and thank goodness you were retired, just trying to figure out how to do it.
3: There was no way I could have been working in my full-time job and did that. Right. I was on the phone with somebody three to four days a week. Wow.
1: Well, and so, you know— Back to the point of the question is healthcare is a big factor now, but what an unusual blessing and a, uh, yeah, just an unusual thing to have this flexibility, you know, where you could have, um, a, you know, some sort of subsidy, leaving a job and having that till uh, Medicare at 65. I, I rarely see that. That's that's pretty new. I mean, Siobhan, have we seen that very often?
2: No, no. But in thinking re- in regards to the question and some of the answers that you had for the question before... I think a bucket two would really kind of help some with this transition.
1: Yeah, having and what Siobhan's referring to is outside of your emergency fund, having you know some money in that kind of middle bucket, mid-risk type investment account. You know, so when you if you decide to leave at sixty. And like my or my father at 63, you have a couple years money set aside and kind of almost like a healthcare account just to kind of your own subsidy that you're saving for. I know there's a ton of things to save for, and this is just one more thing, but we're actually building that into to our financial plan. So um now I'll say this. So that's great that this listener has uh or this is actually a client of ours. This client had the flexibility and the option to have health uh, healthcare covered till 65. And that should only fuel the uh, you know, this particular client to consider following their heart and their passion and maybe making a change. And of course, you need to do some financial planning and to make sure that you do have a cushion for a year or two of expenses that you may not be able to cover with your new career. Typically, you're going to have to you know, start over to some degree and it may be two years before you get some momentum. But don't live in fear and don't stay stuck in something that you absolutely hate. If you had this opportunity, so many people are stuck. They don't even have this freedom. You at least have um, something that a lot of people don't, and this should again just fuel you and give you a little bit of uh, hope and confidence to maybe make a big move. So I love this question. You're right, Siobhan. This is why we do the show each week, and it just gets, you know puts a smile on my face when you know we free somebody from their fear and they leave our office saying, "Wow, I'm going to get to." make a big change and I'm yes. going to be okay.
2: Yes. That is the best part about our job is when they leave the office and they're feeling better than when they first came that in. That big
1: sigh of relief just saying, thank you. You made me feel better. That's yes. that's why we do this. Not just, you know, building Numbers. a portfolio. I mean, we, we do that well, but that's only part of it. Um, And I, I just know that's something we're going to continue to get. And dad, you know, in this next segment, I want to, I definitely want to talk to you a little bit about that because you actually went through this. You had a three-year gap um, and so if you're listening, please stick with us. This next segment is very, very special to me to have my father in town from Memphis, who was the reason I started the show, and to talk about his experience, which is very personal. I'm probably going to have him back on several shows because there's a lot of things that uh, i love my dad to share that helped me and I think could help you. So stick with us. I'm uh, your host, David Adams. Retire while you work on News Radio 1510 WLAC back in a few with my father hello and welcome back to retire while you work on news radio 1510 wlac i'm your host david adams and just before the break, we were answering some of your questions and some of our client questions that we received throughout the week. Please remember to send your questions to us. We love getting those. Go to retirewhileyouwork.com and click Contact Us, and you'll see a space to submit your question. You can always give Siobhan and I, uh, or myself, a call at 615-435-3644. Now, this last segment every week on our show, we like to have a special guest and hopefully it's a topic that can add some sort of value and color to your life and maybe touch you in some way or somebody that you love and just help you get into that retire while you work mindset. And so we think each week we sit down and have a brainstorming and kind of a strategy session, really thinking of ways that we can continue to to diversify the show and uh, make sure it's not about just the technical money stuff. We definitely want to get into some of that, but also the bigger purpose of money and life and balance as a whole. And Today I have a special guest, my dad, Wayne Adams, in town from Memphis. Dad, welcome. Thank you. Now, if you've listened to the show since we started, I've gone through kind of the uh, the reason that we've done this show many times, and it was all because of my father. Uh, my father worked in the same industry for 40 years, and he had, you know, around 63, uh, he, he wasn't quite ready for retirement. He was thinking maybe two or three years once Medicare came, he'd He'd stop working and then, you know, really travel or just kind of relax. And um, but, you know, just needed a little bit more money. And even though he was working like crazy, he just needed a few more years. And then um, he had a pretty bad health scare. And we'll talk about that here in a second. And it was such a, you know, eye opening experience, hugs and tears and really, you know, sh- shook me as a son and also uh, changed the way forever that I would think about financial planning and why we do this job. So I'll get into that in a second. But, Dad, um, you know, tell us, what was it like working in the same industry for 40 years? Because not that many people do that anymore.
3: Yeah, I uh, kind of feel like a dinosaur these days, a dying breed, <laughs> our generation. You know, 40 years in retail management and only really two jobs.
2: Yeah. Wow. wow. That is does 25,
3: happen. 15 years and 25 years. And it was very hard. Retail management is very hard, stressful, and the recession of 08 just completely changed I'm everything. Bad. Oh yeah. And it never has been the same and never will. So it was very, very hard uh yeah. during that time. And
1: you know, retail is typically um, one of the leading indicators and so you know, as far as what the markets do, and I remember always asking my dad, I'd say he was at Steinmart and I'd say, you know, how ha- how, you know, how's the customer flow? What are the numbers? Look at Steinmart? And generally, if he said, you know, people aren't shopping as much or sales are down, that was pretty indicative of the overall economy. Wouldn't you say that?
3: Oh, absolutely. You know, and you look like this week, Gordman's another retailer is chapter 11. I mean, it's just wow. continuing on and on uh, because of the online business and the brick and mortar are really having tough times. So it increases the stress even more.
1: I mean, you have Nordstrom's online. You have Amazon. I mean, all that's just in traffic. Like, look at Nashville, Green Hills Mall. I mean, we know there's so much traffic, and most people, if you can avoid it.
2: I shop online. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't, don't say
1: sorry. That's, that's, that's the way that's of the world That's a big now. part of the business. Okay, 20%. here's a little,
0: little trivia for you. All right, Jimmy. The first 25 years of Sears and Roebuck, there was no brick and mortar. It was all mail order. They didn't have a retail store.
1: Did you know that, Dad? Catalog business.
0: Catalog, catalog, business. catalog only. We're full circle. Absolutely. Right.
1: That's right. It's not online, it but the catalog is today's, you know, yeah, online. Wow. exactly. Thank you for that, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, so, Dad, tell me. So, you know, tell the, the first few months after retirement, after 40 years of making that transition, I know it wasn't really the typical retirement transition, but just tell us, how did it feel those first few months?
3: Okay. So, I was working 50 to 60 hours a week. Right. Usually six days a week. And so, when I had this sudden retirement... It was like jumping off a merry-go-round. Really? Absolutely. Unwinding for two to three months. Have a great wife, Martha, David's mother. She's over
1: there. Hey, Mom. <laughs> she, she's not mic'd up, but she's here. Hey, honey.
3: Um, anyway, and we have a great thing because we love each other and we're soulmates and we enjoy the same things. And our favorite thing in the world is each other.
1: So you don't hear you don't hear that a lot. Wow, that is so sweet. Yeah, we've
3: been married like 42 years. So anyway, so it was great. But yeah, you know, uh, after the unwinding part and being around, it's like, okay, I'm not used to this. And here I am. So I had a great thing happen. I was able through my same company to get a job as special projects manager, 15 months 12 to 15 hours a week, three days a week, go and come as I please.
1: Oh, that sounds perfect. Which sounds, in theory, it sounds, you know, great. That's, you know, you keep your wheels spinning, get to do something. But, I mean, going from 50 to 60 hours, you you weren't able to do 12 to 15 hours. Okay,
3: so here's what happened there. We talked about this a little bit. The first year, I was gung-ho on the special project, and it was like, wow, I can do this. And we did it. We accomplished our goal. And then the last four or five months before I decided to you know, cut the string, uh, I couldn't hardly work 12 hours a week. I mean, I was ready to retire. So that was perfect. Meaning for what? Me.
1: You 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 were just you were kind of over it. You were finally ready. I was
3: over it, you and were done. I didn't want any part of it anymore. It was like now I am done. So that was a way to ease out of like it, like a weaning off period. Yeah. Exactly, and it it helped because it was such a sudden change going from what I was doing to nothing, and then I had something to do.
2: Well, right. I bet the company really appreciated that too, because you have such a, a breadth of life and knowledge of the industry and your job and everything.
3: More companies should do this.
1: Well, Dad, originally when, you know, this started, I was wanting to um, to write a book about or, you know, just about that. How come corporate America lets these seasoned vets like my dad 40 years and they know, you know, and, and, and they end up, you know, they let them retire, they let them go and they hire somebody for half the salary that's. 25 or 30 which doesn't I don't know what they're doing. But I understand doing that, but why not take someone like my dad, he was physically tired but his mind was still sharp and pay them half their salary, give them um, health insurance even if they're working 10 or 20 hours a week. That they can train those other those new assistant managers. I mean that I, I can speak
3: it. I can speak for the majority of the boomers and I'm one of the boomers. Um, that would be fantastic because you run out of physical strength, your mind is sharp and you could be such a wealth of information as a mentor for all the people that come in at half the salary that need to learn what really to
1: do and it could be like i mean i get very amped up about this but it could be like some like you know an insurance policy for the company you have five new employees at i'm just 30 grand a year and you allow you know, you know like you at 63 allow you to kind of ease into retirement because you're you know maybe you know you are just worn down, no offense, but you were and the boomers,
3: and, like me too, the main thing, and you said it's insurance for the company and that way, you mentioned insurance. if you give a boomer a decent hourly salary, weekly salary,
1: yearly salary,
3: and benefits, you got them.
1: it wasn't about the income, even if you made you know twenty grand a year and got your health insurance they they spread that out over five new employees. They're spending a few grand per employee to get a forty year veteran to train them absolutely I, it just yeah I, I think I'm,
0: that's a great idea, however.
2: How? Oh, uh
0: okay and, and as a boomer who has a and I'm, and I'm guessing david you're generation x right
2: yeah we're generation uh, we x. are we're
1: like how many right times
0: growing up did you not listen to your father and had to figure it out by yourself
1: <laughs>
0: thanks
3: <for> i'm <laughs> gonna let him take that one
0: <laughs> and I now gotta,
1: we're going to break <laughs> and we all and
0: we're all guilty of it i don't care who you are you especially when you're in your teens early 20s you know it all and that's the only flaw i see in your your system there yeah. It's like they're gonna go. Oh, this old man don't know anything.
1: Yeah, well, maybe it would be kind of forced upon him by the by the, the executive company. management. You're gonna this yeah, person's Yeah, you, gonna you would hope you. they
0: would pick up something, but right. I, I think that would be the only. No, issue.
1: but you're right. Yeah, generally speaking, right. I didn't realize my, uh, you know, dad knew what he was talking about. Probably a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, what's right the now? old yeah, saying? Absolutely. The
0: older you get, the smarter your parents are. Uh, the older you yeah. get, the
1: smarter they are. I agree. Um, now, just to shift gears a little bit, Dad, you know. What were you thinking that day when you were rushed to the ER? I'll I'll tell you this. I remember – it's pretty tough to talk about. I remember sitting – we were doing a team meeting. We were. We had um, my mentor, George, in the office, Siobhan, and the rest of our team. And I get a call from my sister. Um, She kept calling, which was unlike her. So I finally – I answered it because I was in the middle of a meeting. She said, Dad's in the ER. You need to – I'm just letting you know. You you need to come home. And I – Gosh, if I remember when I was up in the it was a tough day. I was upstairs in the office on the floor crying and everybody rallied around me said, go home. And I just, you know, I I made that I made that trip home. It was a very just I, I was terrified. You know, a million thoughts were going through my head. I was panicking, did not see this coming. But enough about me. Dad, what were you thinking that day you rushed to the ER? Did you see your life flash before you?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was fortunate. It was seemed like a stroke. They took me back as a stroke victim, right. and it wasn't. And uh, But as that was happening, and they called all the codes, and the people ran in, I said to myself, self, this is it. It's over.
2: Oh, that had to be so scary.
3: And I knew that I was going to be leaving Martha and David and Lori, my children, and this was the end of it, and I'd let the job do this to me. So my first advice, and we'll talk in a minute about that, take your vacations, take your days off. Not like me, you will never regret it. Wow.
1: This is retire while you work. This is why we do it. You can see uh, what I mean when I said uh, my father was the inspiration behind this, and I'll never forget that time. And, you know, we've got a little bit more time here. We can definitely get into this uh, more here soon, but I just remember the... um, the hugs and the tears we shared when I told you you had to quit—that was it. I wasn't going to lose my father to retail. Um, there was no way I was going to do it, and you were still in You—you know—you weren't ready for that transition. You said, "I'm fine. I'm fine." You know, it, it was just a scare. I'm back at it, and uh, we hashed it out pretty hard. And I could not believe it, and I was so proud of you. When a week or two later, you actually put in your notice. I thought you were going to do this for two more years, and I was going to for sure lose you to a stroke, and so. Um, that's how we do this show. And, you know, um, sorry, a little choked up here, but got another minute or two, Dad. Um, I have a lot more questions for you, but let me make sure we get this in. What advice would you give others?
3: Okay, this is important. Uh, Thank you for this opportunity. First of all, always be grounded. Keep faith, family, and friends as your priority. Live, Live beneath your means, and I mean... Don't spend all your money. Save like a crazy man or woman. Uh, We saved 20%, 21% of my salary in a 401k. My wife's salary, we saved all of it the last few years. Yes, Dave Ramsey taught us a lot. You've heard that name. That's another Dave. We got David here, and we got good old Dave Ramsey. Okay, get out of debt, buy used cars, not new cars, buy cars cash. Get a financial planner to work with you on your retirement goals
1: not your son just kidding (laughs) not
3: your son but anyway that's okay Uh, just kidding (laughs) and this is big read a lot about retirement read money magazine Read everything you can take it all in practice retirement before you retire this could be a whole nother series that i may start soon
1: practice retirement before you retire all right we're out of time today dad thank you so much um Thank you for listening to Retire While You Work. I'm David Adams on News Radio 1510 WLAC, and we'll hope you'll tune in with us next week. There are so many more important things to worry about than money. We certainly hope this show helps. Come see us at our office in 12th South. Give us a call, 615-435-3644. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for being with us today.